Welcome to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. I've got a very special guest here today, David Puglisi, a friend of mine. Uh, David attends the church that I attend, and uh, very, very fit guy. And and that's what we want to talk about today. David, we want to talk about want to talk about. Well, we're going to talk about church later on too, but want to talk about the whole fitness thing. You are like uh, like Mister Super Fitness Guy because you're. From the teaching end of it, you've been a trainer for how many years? You've been a trainer. I've been a trainer for seven years. Okay, now in that time, you've covered pretty much a, a very broad spectrum of of the business mm-hmm. a, as a trainer. Right? Yeah, no question. I mean, if from ten years old all the way up to my oldest client's been ninety eight years old, and he's oh my gosh, yeah, I mean, he is alive and well. He gives you inspiration for sure. Really? Yeah, he's not the ones that you think of when you're ninety eight. You're still working with him? <laughs> yeah. Do you make him squat? Always, yeah, it's foundational. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Half the time, it's our single leg is balancing. He's he's, no he's amazing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, big golfer, so he's he's out there twice a week. So. Wow, wow. Well, I want to talk about uh, from the perspective of somebody that wants to get into becoming a trainer because there's so many people that want to become trainers. You know, in in my walk through the fitness industry for whatever how many decades it's been. So many people want to become trainers. They go, they put in a lot of work. They get licensed, get certified. Then they put in a lot of work, you know, working really, really lousy hours and things like that, building up a clientele. And and then what happens is, you know, you talk to them a couple of years later and they're burnt out mm-hmm. <laughs> and they want to do almost anything else. Now they're driving for DoorDash or something like that <laughs> because they just can't bear to, you know, to get up and do that morning block of clients at five in the morning and mm-hmm. then be back to be the, the night block of clients at nine at night and, yep. and working seven days a week and on and on and on. You have done so much in the industry and I, and I'll let you run down the resume. It's, it's pretty extensive, but you've done so much and you're still fresh as a daisy, still on <laughs> fire, <laughs> coming up with some great ideas and yep. progressing and moving on. Uh, and so I want to talk about, get your background mm-hmm. and then I want to talk about how you did it. Yeah. Well, the, that fire is all Holy spirit driven because there's yeah. no other way I could do it without that. Um, no question. The, the hours can burn you out. But I think that's one of the things where just like a, a trainer will ask ask a client, hey, what's your reason? What's your why? Mm-hmm. Before you get into any profession, whether it's personal training or something else, you have to have a bigger reason why you're doing it to get you through every single day. What's yours? For me, it's to make a difference in other people's lives so that they understand the wholeness and the the abundance of, in life that God has promised them yeah. that they have the ability to, to accomplish. And we're, we're doing that through fitness and nutrition and just taking care of the body aspect of that spirit, soul, and body that, that we, that we live in. Right. And if you don't have the physical taken care of, it makes the spiritual side so much more difficult. Cause if you're feeling horrible, you're not going to be a good father. You're not going to be a good employee or an employer, and you're certainly not going to be a good husband. Yeah. So if we can take care of that body that constantly is, is going up against, um, against God's will, mm-hmm. then we need to con- continue to subdue that so that that, that spirit of God in us is the one that's living out. And we're doing that by living a proper lifestyle that God has called us to do. And that's really 
what's been the biggest shift in my training career has been the starting out with focusing, oh, I really enjoy training. I, I saw how big of a difference it was in my life where I had, I had more friends when I, when I felt confident. This was my social group of people that were like-minded. They took care of. Now, this um, was seven years ago when you started, right? Yeah, when I was in college, I never once thought about training because I, I was late to, to fitness. I, we didn't start training until I got to college as a, as a lacrosse athlete, and our coach was like, hey, you need to be able to run the mile this fast. You need to be able to bench your body weight this many times, do this many pull-ups. And I was like, well, I'm quite <laughs> behind the eight ball on this one. I went to the small, uh, such a small school that if we didn't play three sports, you had to play uh, a sport year-round to yeah. feel the team. Wow. So we didn't have off-season training. We didn't have an emphasis on, on strength and conditioning. So that was a whole new world for me. And it was all based on the aesthetic. Okay, this person's out of uh, out of shape. They need to run faster. They need to get bigger. That's what we're training for. And that's how I started the business. And you can easily get burned out because you're doing the same thing over and over again. It's just a different face that you're working with. So if you don't have a bigger purpose that you're actually a part of their journey and a part of their, their growth, mm-hmm. then there's no reason to keep at it day in and day out. And that's what I see because I see so many people want to get into it because they they don't want to do the nine to five thing. <clears throat> they want to work for themselves, quote unquote, which mm-hmm. anybody that's ever been in business for themselves, <laughs> you're not working for yourself. Right. You're working for your customer. And your customer can be a lot more demanding and difficult than mm-hmm. a boss can be. Yeah. Uh, uh, not all bosses, but uh, but you see so many that get into it because they want to work for themselves. They want to make money. Uh, they think they're going to make really, really good money as a trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and they, and that is their why is, yeah. is money and that independence or what they think is independence. Yeah. The reality is, and I'll let you say it, but <laughs> uh, in my experience of reality, I've been an entrepreneur for most of my life, most of my adult life. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, you're never working for yourself. Right. Um, you are, you know, there's never been a week where I work less than six days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now I set Sundays aside for church and family and stuff like that, but I work seven days a week. I, I remember I used to boast every year that I, I take one day off a year and that's Christmas day. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, the rest of the time is work. And, and when you have your own business, if things are tough or, or things are really good, you're the one that has to pick up the slack. Yep. And so that's a reality. Um, the, the other reality is, again, I think what you said is a really important point. Your why. Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Because that when, when you don't want to get out of bed at four in the morning to go train somebody, yep. or you want to go out to dinner with friends and stuff like that, but you got to be in the gym training somebody, mm-hmm. that if you don't have a really good why that really touches your heart and is at the, you know, that, that is meaningful, yeah. you're not going to want to stick with it. Don't you agree? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody wants to be fulfilled. That's what we're all chasing because that paycheck is only going to get you so far. Right. And if whoever is listening to this that wants to get in the fitness industry, if you, if they have a mentor, they're going to have a mentor and they're thinking the best way to make money is training. You need to find a different mentor (laughs) (laughs) because yes, there are people that can be very lucrative in this field and they're, they're not necessarily the outlier. But there's a lot of behind the scenes work that comes into that. And you have to look at your, your priorities in life to see what, what is worth it. Do you want to be that, that 4 a.m. grinder that's going through the end of the day? I really want to get past that type of mindset where I don't want to get through life. Mm-hmm. Like I, want, I want to live it and I want to be fulfilled when I do it. And this career has given me the opportunity to, to touch so many people's lives and to be a part of it. 
And for my selfish reasons, I feed off of other people. And I've learned so much from my clients. I'm touched that they trust me to do that, Mm -hmm. to be a part of their lives with that. Well, let's go through your resume a little bit, because I think that's going to shine some light on, uh, give you certainly a good shot of credibility. You started off, you started off doing small groups. You said just one-on-one stuff like that. Just Mm -hmm. run through the resume. Seven years ago, you got certified. Yeah. How start, long was that process? Start, and starting from the ground up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a intern basis as, at a sports performance facility, cleaning up, playing janitor, playing trainer, playing the the marketer. You know every every task known to uh, known to man on that job. Did you clean toilets? Of course. That was number that was number one as an intern. <laughs> <laughs> number one, but it's the last one we talk about. Cleaning off the vomit from yeah. pushing somebody too hard. <laughs> Yeah, sleds and turf and all that good stuff at that at that facility. So we had a quite the mess sometimes. I'll bet you did. Um, but no, that was an amazing first experience to learn just body mechanics and learning the the anatomy, the anatomy and physiology of, of training more so than counting reps and all the things that people usually mock about trainers. Is mm-hmm. they just looking there, looking at other people to work out while they're yeah they're, checking they're, out the girl across the gym when you're counting reps. Exactly. <laughs> so I think putting aside the a lot of the stereotypes there is a science behind training and the good ones stand out. The good ones are the ones that are making their, um, their clients feel better, recovering from injuries and constantly seeking more and getting new goals in place because fighting that complacency is always the biggest struggle when it comes to, um, comes to people in their training because right. they're going to hit their goal. And then what? Then like what? this isn't, or you hit a plateau or exactly. a flat spot. Somewhere. And we're not training people for, for a six month goal. It's like, okay, after that six months, what's going to happen? Like mm-hmm. this is a lifetime lifestyle that you're creating. Um, and I found like, I, I, I coached elite and professional athletes for like 35 years. And, and at that level, what I found is that a, a lot of those athletes, you know, they don't need to be told, you know, when you're doing their diet, they know, they know about chicken broccoli already. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, and the training, they, they know the training. You'll check their form and mm-hmm. make sure body mechanics are correct. But most of the work at that point is crawling inside their head right. and getting them past their sticking points or past what their limitations are. Yeah. And, and uh, a friend of mine uh, put this on me years ago and it's just like, ah, you know, and it was about motivation. And you, mm-hmm. you know, we say we lose motivation. He says, there's no such thing as losing motivation. You're either really, really motivated to go to the gym and train, or you're really motivated to stay home and lay and watch TV on the couch. Yep. But it's just, so it's just managing motivation. And that just opened up a whole new. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, God has created our bodies to take whatever we're feeding it and amplify it. So if we're feeding it with outside distractions and all these thoughts of, okay, I'd rather be sitting on a couch or talking to this person or whatever, and that's what we're feeding ourselves constantly, mm-hmm. that's what we're going to be producing. But if we're feeding ourselves with, hey, this is how I can make myself better. This is how I can learn something new. This is how I can get closer to God. This is how I can become um, a better person around, um, around the community or in my family. And you're feeding yourself that, your body is going to amplify that and that's what you're going to be producing that's bearing fruit so it's the same concept with fitness and and that lifestyle we are very highly motivated people and our bodies are designed to do that it's just mm-hmm. where we're targeting is the biggest focus and for anybody that wants to get into personal training and i want this to be a productive talk i don't want to to be all over what i've done or what the resume is mm-hmm. i want it to be practical and tangible and applicable for these for whoever's listening and I think the biggest thing is you have to figure out what's going to make that person tick mm-hmm. because how to read people, how to, to get the most out of them, that 
is going to be the biggest game changer, not only for you personally as, as a professional, but also for that client. Gotcha. So now you did, you went on, you did the corporate thing. Uh, you're, you're off doing your own things now again, more of an mm-hmm. entrepreneur type thing. And that is certainly the most fulfilling out of, out of the journey that you go through. And everyone wants to rush to the finish line and, and see how many followers they, they get and how much money they have at the bank account at the end of yeah. the day. But this process and this journey, you got to start to soak in it and to enjoy that process. Because I look back at those times and it's with fond memories, no matter how, mm-hmm. how early the days were or how long the days went. I'm so grateful for that, for those experiences to now all of the, the education that I've had, the experiences, the experiences that certainly trump any certification that I could have possibly gotten. Because anytime that you're working with a client and having to interact and adjust because, hey, the book says you should be able to do this exercise and their body says, in what world can I do that <laughs> exercise? Uh, it shakes you a little bit and you really have to actually do, that, do the job that you are, are called to do not just reading it out of a textbook. But now what we're doing, um, my wife and I have uh, joined this effort. Uh, the company is Sozo Training, and it is a, a, whole, a whole wellness f- philosophy of mind, body, and spirit and getting, getting your body to, to live to its fullest. And it's all from a faith-based and biblical standpoint. But it's so, Sozo training is, yeah, Sozo is training, it's a great, so. I know Sozo is Greek. Yeah. You'll learn that more. Tra- yeah. You'll learn that more in DTC. <laughs> right. Um, and we'll talk about that one later. But, but yeah, uh, Sozo in Greek, it is to be saved is to delivered, restored, healed and made whole. And what better word to encompass health and wellness than being made whole and to be saved. And this is being saved in your finances. This is saved in your, in your relationships. This is saved in your health. Too many times we walk around, we're sick, we're tired, disease is, is, is everywhere around us. And that's the environment that we're, we're mm-hmm. constantly in. Mm-hmm. We got to take authority back. We have to start taking care of ourselves and not always waiting for a miracle. Like we need to be that, that game changer to understand we have a say in this. So God has given you the ability to do a whole lot of things. It's a disservice to not act on it. It's mm-hmm. a disservice to not use the education that you are able to, to learn we have so much capability and we're, we're wasting it. We're focused on binge watching the latest right. Netflix series and listening to all this news and whatever else distracts us from what's really important. We can be very successful in this life if we prioritize what we're doing. And that's what our whole goal is to people to, to start harnessing what they're capable of doing. Uh, and I'm I, so happy I'm to be able to work with that with my I'm wife. I'm glad you brought that up. Anna and I just had this conversation. Now, of course, she's a retired professional athlete. I've been an athlete my whole life. Uh, but you you reach different stages in your life, and it's not just about chasing whatever carrot you're chasing. And it becomes now, at this point in my life, fitness is, it's about looking after the body that God gave me. Mm-hmm. It's about teaching my kids. to be, and, and this is one of those things, for a long, long time as a Christian, I was criticized because I went to the gym and worked out, you know, because they, you know, it's one of those sports. If, if you play ping pong really well, if you're not in front of a ping pong table, nobody knows that. But if you're an athlete and you work out uh, and you're fit, mm-hmm. you carry that with you all the time. Yep. And, and lots of times I would get judged because I was fit, yep. you know, and people look down on you and go like, well, somehow that flies in the face of what God <laughs> wants for, for us. And, yeah. and just like and, God wants us all to be poor. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> well, exactly. Right. And, and we're supposed to be poor, and, out of shape. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and the thing of it is, is that, uh, you know, there's a whole other side to that too. But the reality is, is you can't judge that, you know, that's a byproduct of it. But mm-hmm. the reality is, is that 
living, having that discipline uh, because, you know, we, we just went through a two week, I just told you about, we just had a two week flat spot because we were focusing on cleaning up some business stuff. So we just didn't go to the gym for two weeks. And, uh, but in that time, what I lost in that time is that discipline mm-hmm. of eating, discipline of training, discipline of, you know, uh, not being haphazard about my time and things like that. And, and the thing that is that translates into my worship time, mm-hmm. you know, my, my reading and my Bible time, my prayer time, uh, that going to the gym and living a fit lifestyle, there's a, a great deal of discipline to that, mm-hmm. that comes with that, that discipline doesn't, once you learn that and that becomes a value in the way you live your life, that affects everything that you do. Yep. Don't you agree? <laughs> no question. That's my wife and I are, are writing a, an ebook right now about all that of what God says about stewarding your body for health and wellness and, there, there's biblical references galore that talk about that self-discipline and being able to to focus on the task in hand and having that endurance to finish the race. And we'll get uh, further into that. Uh, but that's one of the reason why we're creating that resource because people take it for granted. They, they take their bodies for granted and they're not being a good steward of their body. They think about stewarding as just finances, but it goes far beyond that. But God is a provider for everything. Mm-hmm. But he's given us the means to provide um, in this area. So we have to kind of, and I see that that. as a father, you know, cause I look at my kids and they're a sponge. Like, you know, you watch Mm -hmm. them playing and and you see yourself and you go, okay, I did that wrong. I did that wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I need to stop doing that. that? Oh, that was for me. Yeah, exactly. That was for me. Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) You know, so it's a humbling experience, but the cool thing is you don't have to wait you know, you do something and you see the effect of it 30 years later, mm-hmm. you don't have to. With my kids, I see it that day. Yep. You know what I mean? And and it really, really puts me in check. But again, as a 63-year-old guy, also I look and I go, okay, I'm glad I did a bunch of the stuff that I did when I was younger. I'm also wish I hadn't done a lot of stuff that I did when I was younger as mm-hmm. an athlete. And, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's where proper coaching comes into play because we'll do a whole lot of stupid things when our ego gets in the way. Bingo. We're going to the gym. We want to, we see that girl across and all right, we're going to impress her a little bit. She don't care. No, <laughs> no she doesn't care how much she's still is. laughing about that clown that tried to impress her in the gym that day. Yep. <laughs> you think you really, <laughs> Hey, she wants me, you know? <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and guys don't try to hit on girls when you're at the gym. That's no. not their spot. That's not what they want. No, no, <laughs> it's really not. And unless that's the kind of gym you go to, maybe, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's uh, the discipline part of it. The positives are, so a lot of it is, is right parallel with biblical mm-hmm. principles. Right. You know, uh, what we do, it's not, the assumption is, is that it's narcissism, but it really isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, again, if it was ping pong, we wouldn't call it narcissism because somebody's a really good ping pong player. Right. But because we walk around and maybe look fit, mm-hmm. uh, and we care about that, that it's assumed that there's narcissism there. And it's really not the case. You know, I'm, yeah. I mean, certainly that exists, but sure. but that you can't stereotype everybody is, is that mm-hmm. way, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and this goes beyond Christians, but we're not supposed to be judging other people, especially because we have no idea what their full story is. No. If we're seeing somebody just from the outside, you could be the most ripped person out there, but they could be torn up on the inside. We have no idea what kind of health level they are doing, what's going on internally. Oh, externally, they look so good. All right, well, we have now created a standard for what health looks like and what, what good is. Yeah. Like that's, once we start putting our standard and going away from what God says what the standard is, that's where we get into problems. That's where these judgments come into play. But at the end of the day, people like to tear others down. And right. we're in the business of building people up. 
right. and if that's your why, then this is certainly a field that you can really thrive in and be very lucrative in because people can, people will filter out the bad real quick. Yeah. If you're not genuine and you're not trusting and you don't, you show true care, people are going to be flocking to you. It doesn't matter if it's today or a month from now or a year from now, just keep sowing those seeds in this, in this field, but it all comes down from loving that person. And I think, I think that's a key point right there to be successful in any business. Mm -hmm. uh, And I think just in life is you, you need to care about people, but I think in training, it's very much so like that because it's one of those things. Don't you agree that you're, you're, you know, you're there and it's a very intimate setting with somebody, you know, they're stressing themselves. You're propping them up. It's like, it's not just counting reps. You crawl, you have to crawl inside their head. You you hear about their problems, right? Oh yeah. And you have to go. And I'm, I know you've got a lot more to add to that, but uh, when you're all that, you become more than just a physical support for them it's a very much an emotional support in my experience it was always that and and in fact it ended up being a lot of the time mostly that and uh and and i when i was doing that i wish i i wish i was walking closer with god because i could have done so much more Mm -hmm. because it's a real opportunity to speak into somebody's life in a meaningful way and really help them beyond just how they look and their fitness and how they feel Mm -hmm. but actually help them because they learn to trust you if you care about them. Exactly. If you don't care and you're just there for the dollar, if you're there counting reps, you know, it, you're Looking not. at your watch every, every yeah, two minutes to see yeah. if it's an over yet. Checking your phone, yep. you know, if you're doing that, you're really not helping anybody, you mm-hmm. know, and you probably, you know, and I'm speaking to success as a business person now, you know, if that's the kind of training you are, if you're there for, and that translates back to your, your why, mm-hmm. you know, if your why is just making money, um, you're not going to probably succeed. Yeah. Don't you agree? Yeah, certainly. And you have to, these people that you're working with, they have a life far beyond that one hour that you're working with. So mm-hmm. you have to now, you're creating a lifestyle for them and showing them, okay, this is what we're doing in this one hour, but how is that going to translate to the rest of their day, the rest of their week? And that's what you're really building. So those conversations that you that you have throughout that session, it goes beyond, okay, so this is what your body's doing during this, or you know, we just did this many reps and now we're going to go on to this thing and this is why we're doing what we're doing. That's great, and there's a time and a place for it, but I take that hour as a time to equip them for what's coming next and how to tackle the rest of their Brilliant. Rest of their day and everything. Very, very interesting. So, I know you. I know you and your wife are doing something now, Sozo training. What? Explain what that is exactly. Mm-hmm. What that is? Because honestly, and I'm not setting you up here for a, <laughs> a pitch, a sales pitch. What it is, is I really don't know. Because we yeah. sort of brushed on it a couple of times. It really, I, I really don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So, what is it that you guys are building? Yeah. So in 2020, when when COVID shut down the gym I was working at, instead of sitting on my butt collecting unemployment, all these things, being wallowing self pity, I did something about it. Like there was, I had a, a list of clients that were willing to work out outside. Um, obviously no one knew what was going on and how long it would last. So I was expecting to go back to the gym once it opened, but once I saw and tasted that little bit of freedom and I saw, okay, I can do this. Like this is something where I can make a bigger difference and I can have a far, a further reach than what I had in just Vero. So fast forward a couple of years to where we are now. Sozo training is an in-home, but also an online personal training and nutrition oh, nutrition okay. business. Yeah. So it allows us to provide resources that can that can hit the general public on certain needs and frequently asked questions that we're working with. But really at the core, I want to be a coach for them. I want to build a community of people that 
can use us as resources, use each other as resources, so that it's a it's a, a fluid flow of information that people have learned through the years. So as you know, you come with professional athletics and your background in nutrition and bodybuilding, and have a for, and have a forte in something beyond mine beyond my expertise. You're going to be able to help someone in our group of people more so than I can. Brilliant. So we start to you know really build this team, and now we have this think tank, and we're building off of each other, and it's just growing naturally from that. But it all stems from proper nutrition and what is proper nutrition, really teaching the fundamentals of that. I don't need to create a meal plan and just give it to somebody and say, hope they follow it. You know, I want that coaching. I, they need that coaching. And that's why they're seeking us out. So we're working with individuals, working in small groups in an in-person scale. But where we're seeing the most growth is certainly from the online and virtual realm. And that's something that prospective uh, fitness trainers or whichever field they're going into they need to start looking into the online platform because that's how you can expand far beyond where your certain demographic is in that one location. So Vero Beach may not be the biggest place, but it doesn't matter because I can reach people from California to New York, Pennsylvania, where I had some ties there before. So it's spreading organically there, but the root is all fitness, nutrition, lifestyle coaching, and giving it that biblical biblical perspective so that they're actually seeing the spiritual and emotional growth that they need to carry this out long-term. Whereas where a lot of the problems originate from. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Really targeting that root issue, not, okay, we're out of shape. Okay, well, well why is that happening? How have, how have we gotten to that point? Now, I want to go back again for somebody that's looking at this and wants to end up someday where you're at, mm -hmm. wants to go into this as a professional. Where you're at right now, you can look back and go, okay, <clears throat> mm -hmm. I could have used this. I could have done this differently. I could have, I could have, right? What would you do if you were talking to a younger yourself, yourself seven years ago? Is there anything that you would want to learn, want to know more of that would help you propel forward more mm -hmm. quickly? Uh, like any kind of training or certifications or yeah. a path you need to go, you know, uh, and and I mean, in, well, I think probably seven years ago, we'd still know that the internet was going to mm -hmm. be what the internet is as, as a marketing tool and a sales tool and the opportunities that exist there. Uh, would you focus on marketing, business? Would you focus on a, a different discipline in, mm -hmm. you know, like physiotherapy or something like that? What would you do? Honestly, it comes down to expanding your network. If you don't get complacent and and stay in a position for too long or, okay, this is what I enjoy. This is what I'm really good at. I'm just going to stay in that situation. Then you're going to get stuck there. But if you take every opportunity in turn, take people out to lunch that are, are in a position higher than you learn from them, have them not necessarily be a mentor, but just soak in their um, exp expertise to learn how they got to where they are. Kind of like what we're doing with the, with these types of chats, but it all comes down to having, having a guy, <laughs> <laughs> if you need something, I got a guy like that is a such a great resource for me to have because I trust them. And that only happens because I got out of my comfort zone, met different people, met to different specialties, connected with different types of fields that all kind of connect chiropractors, physical therapists, massage therapy. All of them are in that health field. But if I had the ego and the pride of saying I can solve every issue on my own, that's not going to get me very far. And it completely stunts my organic growth of clientele because I didn't meet those um, those other professionals. So you can get every certification under the sun. 
but you have to work with work with actual clients and you have to get out of your shell, meet new people, meet new businesses and stop seeing everybody as a competitor and seeing someone as an ally, someone that you can bounce, bounce ideas off of each other and just get, yes, be competitive because that'll drive you, but don't be competitive with, with your brother or sister by your side. But that's, isn't that kind of the nature of the business though? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, that, you're fighting for the same through. clients, right? There, how many billions of people are in this world? Right. <laughs> and again, now that if we're trained online, okay, you just we have it. tons of people. And yes, find your niche. Because uh, in Terry's background, you've done so many different types of professions. And you just said today, as a photographer, very few people have us, um, are able to do it all. Yeah. You were one of those few people. So congratulations on well, that. Well, I'm just forced into <laughs> it. Yes. You see that or starve. So I did everything I could, right? Exactly. But you yeah. see a lot of specialties and that's great yeah. because there's enough people that have shoulder issues that you can just be a shoulder rehab specialist for, uh, for personal training and you can make a great living and that can be your niche. I knew that if I did the same thing over and over again, yes, the people may change. I wanted more of a variety. That's why I'm so thankful that my experiences have led me from working with 10 year olds all the way up to 98 years, eight year olds. I'm constantly learning. I'm seeing how their bodies are moving. So I'm happy being that Jack of all trades. But if you have a niche, that's certainly going to help you. And with Sozo training, obviously with a biblical basis, yes, Christians are probably going to be more drawn to it because it's about what their, what their authority is and what their identity is in Christ. So they're going to see, okay, it's possible and it is it is supposed to be faith filled and have a and and have a focus and priority on my fitness on my health mm-hmm. and that goes beyond the gym yes. so yes our niche is now turning into more of the faith filled person but the standards the morals that that christianity is based in who's going to ever say no to those things loving your neighbor and and taking care of yourself and taking care of others. Oh, how dare us. Yeah. Right? It's like, I don't want my wife training with that guy because uh, he's, he's loyal to his wife and won't. Yeah. Exactly. I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, it's, it's uh, no, no, have you, are you set up and up and running with, with Sozo training? Yeah. So it's been a seamless transition from 2020 when it was a different company, but it was always still in home and online training. But my salvation story started in 2021. So that has been a, a shift towards understanding our, our God-given authority and what we're called to do uh, on this earth. So that's obviously been a, a pivot for us. And we're using fitness as our ministry. Now, well, from that perspective, from the Christian perspective, you are enrolled in what we call DTC at mm-hmm. Oceans uh, Unite Christian Center. They have a bachelor program, right? A bachelor associates. You can get your associates. You can get your bachelor's degree. Yeah, and really, degrees aside, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a bachelor's in ministry but I did it mainly just to get closer with God and have a better understanding of, of that relationship. Because once you get past the religion and it becomes a yes. relationship, you have to work on it. You have to prioritize it. So just as I work on my marriage every day, I work on my relationship with God every day. And DTC through our church was, an, was a, a great opportunity to do that. Learning foundational principles and being knowing the word of God more. Certainly, if, if, I, if, I, if I can meditate on the word of God and have that be flowing through me throughout every interaction, then yeah, that's going to be pretty, pretty beneficial. <laughs> I would think and, so. And you know, we, uh, we spoke earlier and you asked about, Oh, could you see yourself as a pastor? I will do whatever God calls me to do. If he wants me to, to pastor, if he wants me to, as you've experienced working kids, mm-hmm. uh, kids care and, and those types of things, <laughs> Hey, you, 
you were obedient. When, so I'll when, be the same way. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, full disclosure here. I did not volunteer for that. Anna volun- volunteered hey, me. I was doing a it. lot of, a lot of people, yeah, a lot yeah. of things. <laughs> she got me. I was in the play. I was uh, doing street evangelism. Mm-hmm. I was doing, uh, you know, the kids thing. And the kids thing yep. is the one that terrifies. I actually have a hard time sleeping the night before because I'm just so afraid that I'm going to. How many, how many foster kids, how many adopted children? Well, you know what it is, but they're my kids, right? What I'm worried about, I'm not, I'm not afraid of the kids. The kids are awesome. It's the moms. I don't want to make anybody angry with me. I think that's wisdom. Yeah, I think that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's an appropriate but, fear. But it, but it's been uh, it's been good. It's been great. Actually, all of it has been uh, you know doing the the evangelism thing was something mm-hmm. I didn't expect uh, would be as fulfilling as it is. But it's just such an incredible experience because you go to church, and and the way I view it and the way I understand it is you go to church and that equips you mm-hmm. to go out and what do what Jesus commanded us to do yep. is go out and. and tell every living creature right and uh and so but going out there doing the evangelism act is actually doing that and and uh yeah it's uh it's you know a lot of you know it's not like you get a lot of positive response every time but the thing of it is is when when you meet that person that really needs prayer or really needs that connection really needs to know god and they are ready for it it's just the most incredible thing you know to be able to be out there and do that even when uh, non-believers, whether they're clients or, or whatnot that you come across, in a moment of crisis, when they when you get that call or when you get that text, say, "Hey, buddy, I need I need a prayer for this," mm-hmm. that means something, and that's yeah. because you have you've been that example. And it doesn't matter if that was through a training session or just through just knowing them and being being there for them. It goes far beyond training, and I think that's the biggest thing that my wife and I have enjoyed about this is that it becomes a real relationship, and people start to change their lives based on, okay, I'm feeling better. I'm more energetic. Um, my relationship with my husband is better. My wife is better because, because I have energy now and I'm, I'm feeling good. And what's better than at the end of the night, you have kids at home that you put them to bed and now you're not falling asleep on the couch, but you're still talking. Mm-hmm. You're bu- you're working on that relationship and f- your fitness and your nutrition, all the decisions that you did from 5 a.m. when you woke up to nine o'clock when the kids are in bed, all of those little decisions culminate to that one moment to where you can love each other on the couch. You can hold hands. You can do whatever you're doing, but it's together, and it's not rushing around. You're not exhausted. You're not feeling sloppy. Like There's nothing worse than than having that um, that feeling of just exhaustion at the end yeah. of the night when you finally have your one-on-one time with your significant other, and you and can't you do anything care. about it. <laughs> it's the furthest thing from your mind. Yeah. When you take care of yourself physically, you can provide all of – all of the emotional needs in that relationship. As a father too, I noticed too, David, that when, when I'm training, cause we went a couple of years stretch there before we moved uh, out to Florida, that uh, we got really sloppy with our training. Like we were really hit and miss. And then, you know, we'd miss months at a time and like that. So I, I always say for two years, I really didn't train because I didn't train the way we normally do It'd be real spotty. But the, the thing it is, is, you know, you're tired as a parent and you get grumpier with your kids. Mm-hmm. You have less patience. And then you find out, like, man, I've been barking at my kids all day long here. You know, what What would that be like if somebody's barking at me all day long? I'd quit that job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so uh, it, it just changes everything. Just changes everything altogether. Yep. Listen, I could talk to you all night long about everything. <laughs> <laughs> this has just been such a good visit. But uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, David, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, they can go to sozotraining.com, and there's a, a nice connect section there. You can type in your email. Uh, my email is david at sozotraining.com. 
And that's always the best way. And Sozo is spelt. S-O-Z-O training.com. Okay. Well, thank you very much for listening, folks. Uh, again, check out David uh, Sozo. What is it? Sozotraining.com? Sozotraining.com. Sozotraining.com. Check it out and uh, get a hold of David if you need some help. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple days with another episode of Good Light Unscripted, the podcast.